Is it raining? Yes. Spooky Halloween episode. No, it's not. It's October. Everything's Halloween. Everything is Halloween. Everything is Halloween. Everything is Halloween in the month of October. Can I say something? You can sing uh, uh, Sarah McLaughlin. I I can't do justice to that. Okay. Angelic voice of Sarah McLaughlin. Last week, Alex went to New York City to visit his family. And I was put in charge of the podcast... And that's not something you should ever do, it turns out. And if you follow us on Instagram, at Sad Tales Podcast, then you realize that when I uploaded the podcast, I turned my microphone to negative 35 decibels, and it sounded like I was maybe in a different house. And it was garbage. And it looked like we were back to square one. And then, if you had downloaded the podcast when it was negative 35 decibels, that was what you had on your phone when we re-uploaded it. And by we, I mean Alex when he came home and rolled his eyes after my sister told me that it was a little bit wonky in the audio formatting. When he re-uploaded it, you had the original version on your phone. And that's all you knew. And then I had to make another Instagram post at Sad Tales Podcast saying that I was a doofus. And I was humbled by this experience in which I realized I have no idea how anything works. Alex, thank you for being the tech behind this and for uploading it with great quality. And I'm sorry, listeners, if you had listened to the version where I was in a different house, because that's not how it was. I just somehow messed up with everything. But luckily, Alex is back this weekend. And he will be the one to make sure that everything is okay before it's uploaded. Allegedly. Allegedly. But I just want to take this opportunity to apologize to your ears for the monstrosity that was. And to thank Alex for everything he does. That's everybody giving you a round of applause, Alex. We all love you here. It sounds like the cacophonous sound of one person clapping. No, no. The cat came in. She loves you. Everybody loves you, and everyone thinks I should not touch Audacity ever again. Spilling, here, all, here. The, spilling all the trade secrets of what here. audio program we use. She's right there. She's looking at you. And with that, let's have some fun. I already did mine. I know, but yours was in a, a can of voluptuous lady cider. How's it going this week? TM. And Callie, you can't make any noise, okay? You can sit there and purr if you want. No, everyone says they love it when it she... Might, it might get picked up on the microphone. They, they say they like it when she comes in. How's your week been? Um, it's fine. Got my hand today. And then a uh, around noon, noon o'clock, as some people might say. Who says that? Some people might say. Literally, they never should say that. Uh, Those people can just leave. Some woman... Comes to the uh, the back door of the brewery. Stop it. Uh, it's like, not, I wouldn't say frantically, but it would soon become she's... She needs a beer now. It would become apparent very quickly that she's pretty frantic. Is she on drugs? No. 
Oh. Uh, she comes in saying she needs a t-shirt and then walks very briskly over to where the t-shirts are on are the wall. Are you open at this point? No, it's oh. noon. Oh, just shh, here we go. Um. So, like, I'm trying to help her figure out where the women's t-shirts are because she's asking for a woman's t-shirt and smalls and all the stuff. And because it's a business operating, people have rifled through the clothes and put their size on top of and course, whatever, like course, a course. gap or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm trying to help her there. And then she's asking about buying beers and what beer she should buy. She and forgot about someone's anniversary. Something like that. She's like, uh, I don't know if she's an IPA girl. Uh, I like I like this beer, so I'm just going to buy this beer. And Aww. if she doesn't like it, whatever. That's so nice that you frantically, you let in a frantic woman who needed to buy someone a present. And then she wanted to buy a $50 gift card. No. And then she gives the card over, her card over to one of the owners. And is like, you guys have Apple Pay, right? And she tries putting her phone on. It doesn't work. Aww. Tries like inserting it or it doesn't work. One of the owners is just like, I'm not usually behind the cash register. I'm not, I'm not really sure how this is supposed to go. And she's like, how old are you? He's like, I don't know, like 50. She's like, I just turned like 40 and like my eyesight's going to shit. Um, she's just like all over the place. Aww. So it's hot, high energy. She said she has to get to a, a closing on a house pretty soon. I don't know why she stopped to buy beer ahead of time. A gift. But then she uh, asks the owners what their deal is, like where they came from and how long they've been operating what? and all that stuff. And she turns to me and is like, how about you? I'm like, I don't I live here. I live in Ithaca. I've what? been here for like maybe a year or so. She's like, you uh, you plan on buying a house anytime soon? I'm like, I don't know, maybe. She's like, well, uh, how much money do you make? Are you below the... Uh, oh my God, what is happening? The story you, is evolving. Are you below the, the median income yeah. of Ithaca? Mm-hmm. Sure. She's like, well, uh, email this guy, ask if uh, ask what grants are available so you can purchase a house right now. And the owner's like, you want him to buy a house right now? And she's like, yeah, if he waits another year, the interest rates can just like go through the roof. <laughs> what is happening? So I have a business card with a man's email on there saying I should email him email him asking about grant money <laughs> and see what's available. But, 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 but wait, did her payment go through? Yeah, eventually went through, but she's like... Then uh, I was like, I really, I'm really late for a closing. I got to get out of here. Within she's like stuck around for like five, ten more minutes. Is talking to the owners. Um, um, she was just. Um, was it a reputable housing company that you got the business card for? If I had my wallet in front of me, I would show you. It was. I'll see you later. It was not great. The business card was not great looking. Ooh. Yeah, maybe don't email them with your income. She gave me the business card, and it's like, this usually goes with some chapstick, but I, don't, I ran out of chapstick. I'm like, okay. this She was just all over the place. Not a great start. No. Okay, well, maybe we don't... Buy a house. Buy a house right now. I'm pretty happy with the house we've lived in for less than a month. Yeah, but the interest rates can go through the roof. I hear that from her, from you, from her. Wow, What? That's wild. Um, okay. Besides that, normal week? As far as I can say. Good, I guess. Normal's good. You? Um, yeah. You're eyeing the cat. She's pretty cute. You know what she's doing? She's sleeping. Sort of. Um, yeah. 
my week has been fine. A little crazy. Uh, a lot of moving parts with employees and associates. Not employees, but associates. And um, there's a lot of flux. And my coworker Natasha and I are just like. I feel like there's this figurative hand holding that we're doing where at one time one of us is falling off a cliff a little more and the other one's like holding on and then they get pulled up and then the other one falls off a cliff and then they get pulled up and we're just both standing on a cliff and falling off in opposite ways and keep pulling each other up but we always have that handhold and that's what's important and when things get hard it's there it's a good thing that neither of our bosses listen to this podcast oh no i have no problem knowing that no she knows that we're we're stressed no 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 it's fine i'm not saying i'm upset i'm just saying we're struggling but we're there for each other and that's what matters and everyone has hard weeks in work and i thought your bosses listened to us they said they were going to rude calling you world just kidding um yeah, but we'll make it through. Um, 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 oh, I was going to tell you something. So we were talking about Hans Zimmer in the car ride home. Mm-hmm. You got home and I was like, we need to go out. And I dragged you to a, a bar. Dragged. I didn't drag you. I asked. And you went. But on the way home, we were talking about Hans Zimmer. And Hans Zimmer is my favorite. And I told you to remind me to tell you what I was going to tell you, but you didn't. But mm-hmm. I remembered anyway, which is pretty amazing because I remember nothing these days. I wanted to tell you that I love you very much and I'm very happy in our relationship. But, you're but if me for Hans Zimmer ever showed up on my doorstep and said he wanted to marry me, I would choose him, I think. Do you even know what it looks like? Yes. It's not cute. But his music. I'm just kidding. Sort of. Mm. But that was what I was going to say. Okay. It made more sense in the moment. And now everyone is like, wow. Great payoff. You're a jerk. Great payoff? Yeah. What do you mean? Me telling you to remind me, to remind you during the podcast. Alex showed me this meme this morning, by the way, speaking of really great things. It's this cat that's in front of vegetables. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm on the train with all the cool kids now. And it's the best looking cat. He's just like, meh. I like cat memes. There are a lot of them. What happened to I Can Has Cheeseburger? Probably dead. What do you mean? It wasn't one cat. Well, I assume that one cat spawned I Can Has Cheeseburger yeah, and then the, the site evolved around thing. it. I got a book for Christmas once because it had cats in it. And they were like, you'll love this. And it was just like pictures of cats with captions that were apparently in that meme genre of I can has cheeseburger. I'll find out. That was like the OG. No, maybe not. But still. This cat over here could have has cheeseburger. It's like a Rage Comics. Yeah. Stole a thing. Oh. I can has or I can dot cheeseburger.com oh good to hear seems like it's mostly animals i mean it was always cats from my understanding yeah it's like cats and dogs memes anyway 
Um, I guess without further ado, we'll pop into some. Did you just forget our origin story where we talk about our beverages? Yeah, always. Yeah. Also partially because I couldn't even remember what mine was. Something from New Belgium. Some yeah. kind of wheat beer. I don't remember what it's called. I've had this before. It's the raspberry apple cider from Warhorse with the busty lady on it. It's the craziest color beverage. They must add so much food coloring to this. It's radioactive. They don't have the ingredients on the can. No, they don't want you to know all the corn syrup that's going in there. Corn syrup? Oh, wait. No, they do. Apples. <gasps> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I might have to eat my words. Hard cider from apples, natural flavor, carbon dioxide, malic acid, and sulfites. <gasps> Wait, but there's no raspberry in there? Oh, natural flavor. Wait, how? No, they... Oh, come on. No apple is that flavor, that color. Why don't they put the coloring in here? Well, if natural flavor of raspberry is, is colored, colored that... Mm. But don't you have to put red dye number 40 or whatever? I was never allowed to have red dye number 40. Oh, if you just group it in with the natural colors or natural flavors, rather. Did you know there used to be a blue lake problem way back in the day? People got really sick from it. When I was a kid, we couldn't have red dye number 40 because my mom was great or something. Anyway, now you may jump in. I'm going to start out with a just a great name. This, the man Apple. I'm covering. Oh, sorry. Any other guesses for a man? Bart. No. Otis. Like the dog? Does Otis the dog have two T's? I, think it's, I thought it was just O-T. It sounded like I was from your neck of the woods. Dog? <laughs> uh, Otis Elwood, Elwood oh, Tool. Oh, his name is Odie. Hmm. Whoops. Garfield. Right. Odie, right? Yeah. Otis Elwood Toole. He was born on uh, March 5th, 1947 in Jacksonville. Florida. Yeah. I don't know. I assume this probably, whatever. He was born to an alcoholic father who uh, left to get, go get some smokes one day and never came back. Oh, scratchers. Mm-hmm. Wait, was it actually smokes and never came back? Or did you make a joke? Just, yeah. He he did, he was an alcoholic and he left. Scratchers. Undisclosed. Scratchers, not smokes. Also, smokes is. But, 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 my favorite guy. What you're referencing, yes. Scratchers. Um, So, Otis lived with his mother and sister in Jacksonville. There were some reports that his mother was a Christian extremist. Okay. Otis would also then later in his life go on to claim that his mother or his grandmother on his mom's side was into Satanism. And that's possibly why that his mom was so like far into Christianity. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not sure why. Is it weird that I might rather meet a, a Satanist than an extreme Christian? Well, we'll find out. Tool said that, or Otis said that he spent a lot of time with his grandmother, and through that time, he got a lot of experiences, and in, including um, how to properly rob a grave, mm-hmm. how to mm-hmm. self mutilate. Okay. Mm-hmm. These are basic life. And then uh, his grandmother started calling him a devil's child. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad Probably thing. Probably in her book it's a good thing, right? I don't know. I don't know. Normal circles, that's a bad thing. 
in yeah, satanic circles. Maybe it's a good thing. I don't know. Um, but, 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 uh, around the age of 10, Otis came out to his, uh, well, he, around the age, age of 10, he realized that he was gay and he wouldn't come out to his family until preteens or early teenage years. Um, but this is then followed by a whole rash of unfortunate things. Um, real quick, preceding that. Around the time uh, when Otis was five, he was forced to have sex with a friend of his father's. Thumbs up. And then... Wait, wait. Okay, no. Continue. Around eight or nine, unclear, at least before he was ten, he uh, was raped by his older sister. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. What? Yep. We're on page one. Yep. Oh. Uh, so like I said, he realized that he was gay around uh, age 10 and then came out to his family sometime after that. Um, as a result, his mom started dressing him in women's clothing no. and calling him Susan. No. Doesn't, doesn't. Is that her way of trying to like cope with I having a gay know. son or is it like no her just being rude to him? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Wow. Okay. So obviously, because of that, he needed a way to escape from his daily life. Yeah. And he did that almost literally. He would often run away and go stay in like a derelict or abandoned buildings for the night. Jesus. Or a couple nights and then come this back. Is at like 13 or 14. Mm-hmm. Oof. He then um, also developed a, I don't know how this just comes about, he developed a sexual attraction to fire. Maybe became a serial arsonist and just was sexually attracted to fire. Okay. I don't know how okay. you discover that. Well, I mean, if you light a campfire one time and that starts to arouse you, then that's how you discover it. Mm-hmm. Just like anything. That's how you, I mean, anything. If, the first time that something arouses you, that's how you know that you're interested in that. Mostly it's human interactions, but. Um. I'm not saying that. Any of this is a cool, but I'm just saying. Around 13 or sometime when he was in the ninth grade, he dropped out. And this was due in part to his poor home life. Um, he also suffered from epilepsy. And uh, he got like grand mal seizures, like the really bad seizures. Oh my gosh, 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 oh my gosh. Let me take you back to my high school years. <clears throat> Sidetrack. So I dated this guy in high school, sorry to talk about this with you, but I dated this guy in high school, and you know those people that will only eat white foods? Chicken, bread, potato, whatever is like bland as butts. Potato's not bland, but I'll continue. You know, like, just like the most basic food groups. Sure. No vegetables, no sauces. What about turnips? They're white, aren't they? Nah, yeah, but I don't think so. Anyways, anyways, I dated this guy in high school who was like, if it's flavor, I don't want it. Because of that, we often ended up at Applebee's because he'd be able to get, like, chicken. Like, fried chicken, like chicken nuggets or whatever. It was awful. Actually, 
I had a couple of relationships that revolved around Applebee's. Ugh. Anyway, the Applebee problem. Anyways, we were in an Applebee's here in Ithaca on a date once. And this woman just had the biggest seizure ever. And I had never seen a seizure prior to that. And I have never seen one since. Mm-hmm. And we were just eating dinner. All of a sudden, this woman's having a seizure. And, like, her table knew what to do, of course, because they knew she probably had seizures. But, like, I was just shocked. It's Have you ever seen someone have a seizure? Yep. What? When? <laughs> I was in college. No way. Mm-hmm. A friend? Mm-hmm. Did they have a history of it? Yeah, she had epilepsy. What did you do? Um, her, this was for, like, a fraternity thing. So, their big knew what to do. So, I kind of... Just, like, let it happen, basically. Yeah. Wow. Well, I just didn't know. And I was young and I was confused. And I had heard of seizures, but never seen one. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then someone had a seizure while I was at work a year ago. But I was there to help. And I knew I wasn't there when it happened, but afterwards. Mm hmm. That's why this statement where I've never seen one since. Anyway, anyway, I just wanted to tell you about the Applebee problem. Never date someone who loves Applebee's. XOXO, Francis. That's your advice for relationships. If they like Applebee's, run the other way. Applebee's isn't awful. No, it's not awful, but don't revolve your world around Applebee's. I do think that their pretzels are pretty good. They're super salty and their beer cheese is okay. Continue. Um, so, yeah, he suffered from epilepsy. He had a crappy home life, and he also... Had an IQ that measured around 75. So So you come from a family of plumbers. Sure. I don't know where this is going, but... When they talk about their upbringing and their adult life and stuff, do they say they have a crappy life? <laughs> no. I think it's uh, pretty shitty. It's sad. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> uh, ba 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 because he dropped out of school and is like running away all the time, he also started f- uh, frequenting uh, gay clubs and bars. I'm not sure how many of those were available in the, the 50s in Jacksonville. It was about to come huge. Not yet. Um, but then he started becoming a prostitute. Mm-hmm. Uh, around the age of 14, he was propositioned by a traveling salesman. Wait, he started becoming a prostitute at 13, 14? Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. He dropped out of school, so I don't... All right. Sorry, he didn't know what to I, do with his life and stuff. I was stuff. thinking like I don't 17. Know. Okay. Uh, the pair drove into a nearby wooded area where Otis was somehow able to run over the salesman with his own car. I'm not sure how... V- Death of a salesman. Yeah. I'm not sure how... <laughs> Uh, you stay right here. I'm going to get in the car. <laughs> Maybe he was pulling up his pants. Um, following this murder, uh, Otis stuck around Jacksonville for a while and then did kind of nothing much. Not, there was nothing to remark about um, until he was about 17 when in August of 1964 he was arrested for loitering. Racking up those criminal charges, the big ones like loitering and. There's a. I might have already said this. There's a place downtown that says loiterers will be uh, prosecuted. Mm-hmm. Prostituted. 
No, 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 no. When I was a kid, I thought that meant killed. I think I said this once in this epi- in, in this show. Where I was like, Mom, we gotta get in and out, otherwise we will get killed. And she didn't correct you on that at all? We never really went. Because you would die? No, because it's the sh- sub shop downtown. Mm. So yeah, you got arrested in 1964 for loitering. I don't, I never really found how much time he served for that. I mean, couldn't be more than a month. That's probably pushing it. Yeah. Uh, between 1966 and 73, he's kind of just moving around the Southwest U.S., selling himself, prostituting, and uh, panhandling to make ends meet so he can move around. In 1974, he was suspected in the murder of Patricia Webb, who had been shot six times in the head and four times in the body and left in uh, castle gra- cattle grazing lands in Lincoln, Nebraska. That has never been solved hmm. since either. Um, so with the heat on him, he decided to move out to Boulder, Colorado, where within a month of him being there, he was suspected in another murder, this time of Ellen Holman. Mm. Um, and that is also unsolved up until now, I do believe. So he left Colorado and went back to Jacksonville to hang out with Jason Mendoza and Bortles, whatever that guy's name was. Who? The good place. Yeah, no, I know. Um, he's always like Bortles. No, it was two words. The guy who died. Uh, Spoiler alert. Wow. Anyway. Regardless. (laughs) Uh, Back in Florida, he married a woman who was 25 years older than him. And then she found out that he was gay and then left him within three days. And he's admitted later that he, like, married her to, like, try to be, like, a beard. Yeah. So... Um, he then went on down to the local soup kitchen where he met Henry Lee Lucas. Uh, the pair went home together and they would eventually become exclusive. Mm. Mm. Meet me at the soup kitchen. And maybe for all I know, that was, that was the name of a club, but it probably was a, just a soup kitchen. My parents tell me all the time that you and I should eat at the soup kitchen once a week. I don't know where that is. I do. Together, the uh, the exclusive couple of Henry and uh, Otis, they moved around the uh, the U.S. at the behest of the Hands of Death. What? Cult. What? Uh, this is mostly through uh, Henry Lee Lucas's connection with the cult. What? Um, the pair claimed that the cult operated out of the Everglades and they would abduct children and what? other like teenage what? Uh, kids and use them for child what? pornography and ritual sacrifices. What? What? Uh, what? Mm-hmm. what? Why wasn't this in our manual when we worked out of the Everglades? Like, beware of the, what's that, hand of death? The hands of death. What? The Everglades is pretty big. It's it's smaller it's smaller now than <laughs> it was in the sixties, yeah, but I know, but yeah, yeah, wait, what? Okay. Um. Um. Okay. Okay. I'm processing. I'm here. We're 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 here. Got it. Okay. Um. Yeah, like I said, this is mostly through Henry Lee Lucas's uh knowledge of the the cult they claim that the cult was nationwide and that involved like politicians and other police officers and stuff 
Um, so yeah, they said it was pretty widespread throughout the U.S. Through their time together, the pair claimed they committed around 1,008 murders, sexually what? assaulting a lot of them. What? No. What? There's no... Wait, no. This is fake, right? Like, th- there's no way they killed 1,000 people. We'll get to that. Uh, bu- bu- bu. They said they sexually assaulted a lot of their victims, uh, as well as some light cannibalism in some of the cases. Okay, what is light cannibalism? It's like... They didn't eat them all. Oh, here's a bruschetta with fingerling potatoes, and by fingerling potatoes, I mean fingers. fingers. They didn't eat them all, but they do admit to partaking in some cannibalism. Like the dead toe cocktail, where it's that's consensual not, cannibalism? That's not cannibalism. I mean... Whiskey does not come from humans therefore it's not cannibalism not eat the toe you the... don't eat the toe oh you just like kiss it and then if you spit sw- it out if you swallow it it's like a thousand dollar fine swallow it if you accidentally swallow it swallow a toe whole a whole toe you just if you're one of those people that are able to just open their gullet and just Ew. dump in if you do that don't get the coat toe cocktail i'll do it and i don't care what country is that alaska oh <laughs> the u.s I like how I said, what country is that? And you said, Alaska. I mean, Alaska is a pretty... Yeah, all right. But, hey, listener, what country is that? Alaska? Remember this when I sound stupid next, because Alex answered Alaska to country. I sound stupid way more. So, obviously, police were like, okay, you killed a thousand people. A thousand and eight. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, sorry. Tall tale. Good job. Is this Price's Right style? Yeah. Close without going over. <laughs> so the police were even skeptical that this ever happened or the cult even existed. And because they're like, well, the police are involved in it. So they knew you were coming to find it. So they disbanded. There's mushrooms involved. Mm. Um, this is a whole other thing. Henry Lee Lucas is like a pretty prolific serial killer. So I don't want to drop into him at really at all. He would be convicted on 11 murders. Okay. You should do it next, though. I'm never going to touch that because you have already looked into him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, in May of 1981, uh, Tool's mother died, and this hit him pretty hard. Apparently, he went back to uh, Jacksonville, and he would just, like, lay on her grave and just, like, spread out there. That's so sad. So, up until this point, the only person he's actually killed is a salesman, right? Yes, but I never saw any conclusive proof that that was never, this never gets tied to him. He just says, I did this when I was 14. Yeah. And okay. Yeah. This poor kid, guy, whatever. I feel for him. Unless he's done bad things, and I don't. Well, he killed a man. Mm-hmm. Uh, January 4th, 1982, Otis locks uh, George Sonnenberg in his boarding house. The pair had had a sexual relationship, and then there was some kind of argument uh, between the two. So Otis locks George in his boarding house and then sets the house on fire. Um, George would live, but only for about a week, and he would eventually succumb to his wounds. Mm. So that's his second murder. Mm. Is it murder or manslaughter? I don't know. Willingly. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not even going to pretend I'm a lawyer. I would say murder is like you're planning on killing somebody. Manslaughter is like, I killed somebody, but I didn't mean to. I know. Yeah. 
We should know since, you know, this is episode 28 of our True Crime podcast, but. Maybe we should like get a law book. Basic law terms, 101. Law for dummies. Uh, a year later, Otis was arrested in April of 1983 for a second um, arson charge, like an unrelated arson charge, and he was sentenced to 20 years for that. In June of 1982, Henry Lee Lucas was arrested, and they, he began boasting of all like his murders that he had done, and he's like, also, hands of death. Otis Tool oh. did this with me. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, hands of death, and then Otis Tool did this with me. So eventually... Otis would come around and be like, yeah, I, I did those murders. At first, he was like, no, th- I don't want any part of this. Then he's like, yeah, I did those 1,008 murders. I feel like he's just going along with the crowd. I mean, he does have an IQ of 75. You haven't mentioned that. I did earlier. When I said he has, he has epilepsy and he has a bad home life, and he also had an IQ measured at 75. Oh, I'd really just focus on that. And that was an IQ... From my understanding, it was an IQ measured when he was an adult, so I'm not sure. Um, meow. Do you hear that, listener? Gone now. Do you hear that wheezing? That's our cat. She doesn't have a polyp. She's just fat. Um, when I was a kid, my aunt was studying to get her psychiatric degree i don't freaking know i was like really small but she used to do all these mensa tests on us and all these sorts of like iq things to like practice and she'd be like what's this ink plot and i was like what am i doing and then she would play um vanilla ice and then she had hot fuss by the killers and then there would be another iq test it was a very confusing time in my life really struck you struck your child psyche really hard it seems it was weird yeah anyway um so yeah oh this <laughs> is like snoring so much. i did all those crimes despite uh, a later like review of all the crimes they said to have commit together and if they were to have done that they would have had to cover eleven thousand miles in a month that's like 320 miles a day. Woof. And kill people. Yeah. I mean, 300 miles a day is possible. Oh, yeah. But not great. Five hours of driving-ish and then killing people every single day. Mm-hmm. <sighs> uh, on October 21st, 1983, Otis admitted to killing Adam Walsh, son of John Walsh host of america's most wanted yeah i forgot i forgot the name of the show for a second what what yeah you've already mentioned this in a previous episode i swear i've mentioned that john walsh john walsh's son was killed by somebody and i didn't know it was this guy until (laughs) i found out what wait okay odie and luke or whatever his name is paul larry One more try? No. No. Um, Henry. Henry. Um, no, my understanding is it was just Otis involved in this. Because it was just back in uh, uh, Florida this happened. So I'm going to go briefly into this because I didn't even know this was going to come out. Like 
I told you when I was researching this, I just went down a rabbit hole. I know. Apparently. I was like getting ready for bed and you were like, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. Uh, so Adam Walsh went to a Sears with his mother around July 27th, 1991. And she left him at like an Atari setup when he was, he was playing on the console with other kids. But then apparently the kids were asked to leave by the security guard and he was outside because the security guard, they just all assumed they were all together. So it's assumed that Otis picked him up outside because the kid didn't know what was going on. And two weeks later, on August 10th, Adam's head was found in a drainage canal about two hours away from Hollywood, Florida, which is where he was abducted from. A day later, John and his wife, Reeve, appeared on TV ask, or offering $100,000 asking for his return and then... He was his head head was eventually identified, like the same day, basically. Oh my god, he was decapitated. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, the cause of death was determined to be asphyxiation, uh, which was done with a seatbelt, and then he was decapitated with a machete. Oh my god, I mean machetes are kind of common down there. Yeah. Um. Otis said that he had wanted to make Adam his adoptive son due to his like crappy childhood. He wanted to like I don't know make it better somehow by having a son but he realized that one's gonna really be possible so he bludgeoned him and then asphyxiated him and then cut his head off and all that's ever been found to my is yeah i don't think they've ever found his the rest of his body he would then later go on and recant this um but police would also then lose his car's carpet sample, the machete, and his car. Wait, what? Who did? The police? The police they lost, lost it? all the evidence. Where's the car? <laughs> I mean, a carpet sample what? and a machete oh, the... in Florida. What happened to the car? The car just went missing. The machete <laughs> went missing. The carpet went missing. Florida. 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 Okay. Okay. Yep. Sure. What? Oh, this poor kid. Yep. He was just old enough to play Atari. Yeah. So then we know that he already killed George. He set the house on fire and he died in the hospital a week later. But then he also confessed to the police that he was involved in that. um, Death of a salesman. No, the guy he set the house, he set on fire. And the death of a salesman. Yes, but he, as far as I know, never told the police about him killing or running over a guy. Then how do we know that? I don't know. Maybe he told the police. I, I just it was in the list of things that he did, but it never said. Uh-huh. And this time he told the police about this one thing. Okay, but they must know. Yeah, we. I guess. No. Sure. Unless he talked to like a reporter and said, "I did this," and whatever. Um. So they found out about George dying, and then he was set to trial for that. He was. Convicted on first-degree murder and given the death penalty in July of 1984. And then shortly after that, he was found guilty in the death of a Tallahassee woman and got a second death conviction. Mm. And then while in prison, he talked with a a magazine interviewer, reporter, that's the word. And he went into like a bunch of detail about like how cannibalism worked and the hands of death and stuff. He said that kids under eight tasted like pigs and that uh as 
people as people got older they got like i guess rougher or yeah no i get that harder no i get that he said that uh is that weird teenage boys became gamier but girls didn't that also makes sense yeah. muscle m- amount yeah yeah but he, he was like a whole thing and talking about how all of his cannibalism stuff i mean look 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 listener that's gross but I think there is an amount of logic behind everything you just said. In 1991, Otis admitted to four additional murders, including the murder of David Schallert and Ada Johnson. And he was convicted on all counts there. So he got four additional sentences. While serving, he was able to appeal and got all of his um, death sentences uh, commuted to life sentences. So he wasn't going to die in the chair at any point, but... He was going to live the rest of his life in prison. In September of 1996, Otis would eventually die at the age of 49 due to psoriasis. Like this came out of nowhere. I'd never really seen anyone die of psoriasis before then. Oh, no. I mean, maybe in the Yeah, I mean, show, it but... happens, but... Um, and then his body was never claimed, so he is buried on the prison grounds. His niece admitted to John Walsh that on his deathbed, he said that I did, in fact, murder Adam Walsh, despite like saying I did it, I didn't do it. And then in 2008, the Hollywood police names Otis Toole as like, this guy definitely did the Adam Walsh case, and they closed it. So officially, he was ever he was convicted on six murders, but it's possible he murdered more people. 1,008. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. And then outbursts. it... He's a well-regarded as like a compliant interviewee is the word I saw online is that police would bring cases to him and he was like, oh yeah, I did those. And then the police would just be able to tie up cold cases and stuff and say, all right, this guy is our guy. And then that's it. We don't have to do more work into this. Stop it. So he's ever... They just got someone to admit to it, even if that was not what he did. Mm -hmm. And then they just stopped working on it. Yep. That's disgusting. Okay, cool. So that's uh, groovy. Otis Tool. Wow, the highs, the lows, the shocks and awe, the snoring from the cat and the jokes and the ugh. I gotta go cook some rice. We'll be right back. Beep beep. And we're back. Our rice is cooking on the stove. Return. Also, in that interlude, I forgot to send you what Otis Tool looks like. So, here it is. I turned on Do Not Disturb. Oh, it disappeared. Let's try that again. And we send. Will it come through if I have Do Not Disturb on? It'll come through. Oh, there it is. Oh. Well. Not great. Maybe dental work wasn't big then. Do you know how I choose my stories? At random, in a book. Um, I want my stories to revolve around, around me. me. On February 9th. <laughs> the February, February 9th killer? Huh? February 9th killer? Who's that? Guy that killed two people on February 9th in Arizona or something? No, not him. February 9th is my birthday. Please send gifts. Um, On February 9th, 1996... Clifton McCree burst in the door of a Fort Lauderdale Beach cleanup group saying, 
all of you expletive are going to die. Now. Fucks. No, it took me like a really long time, maybe like the fifth article to find out what the expletive was. Everyone was like, Bitches. expletive, expletive, expletive. And I was like, seriously? Nobody? Assholes. Motherfuckers. That inclination? Yeah. He was like, all of you motherfuckers are gonna die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So he pulled out a 9mm Glock and fired off shots in this office building. People were running everywhere, etc. He fired 10 rounds, replaced the clip, and then started firing again. Not a great shot. Because he killed five people and wounded one more. Um, Alex paused for a second. Because up until this point, we just realized we don't have our soundproofing up. So. Cue Sarah McLaughlin arms of the angel last week i put my volume at negative 35 decibels it was a dark time and this week we might be bouncing all over the place so sorry i'll stop shouting motherfuckers will that help you think sure okay all of you motherfuckers are going to die it's probably worse when you say it quiet uh, for audio purposes or for for feeling? For about to be murdered feeling. All of you motherfuckers are going to die. Okay, I just lost my parents. Like, if they loved me at all. Don't get that <laughs> stop, 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 stop. Um, anyway. No, this is not a joke. Masters are a serious deal. I'm gonna chart into the dreaded territory. Anyway. Got control now. Uh, Clifton was a member of said city beach cleanup detail, and he felt like he had built up this whole chip on his shoulder to the point where this made sense. Did you say Fort Lauderdale? I did say Fort Lauderdale. Um, uh, he had been fired more than a year later. He returned to his place of work, angry and upset. Um, he fired all these shots, 10 rounds, replaced the clip, fired some more, and then shot himself. After the fact, families were like, they couldn't see that this had happened, how this had happened. He had never been seen with a beer or a gun or anything that the Lord wouldn't put his blessing on. Sorry. Wouldn't put his blessing on. Um... Well, technically, the Lord put his blessing on a gun and beer. Really? He allowed that thing to be created. Whatever. I don't know how religion works. He, But prior to that, he had been a little bit erratic. He'd been angry. He was a little bit hostile toward his co-workers. And he wasn't himself because prior to his sort of unraveling, he had been like the model citizen in his office place. Um, so to rewind a little bit, to go back in his life, uh, growing up, he was raised by his mother who had some issues. Um, Should dress him up and call him Susan? Yeah, that, I mean, that would be considered quite an issue, but no, his mother 
by the time she was a, a middle teenager of sorts. There's not a name for that. Mid-teen. There's pre-teen. There's teenager. I guess she was a teen. Anyway, she was an alcoholic. She sort of made herself known in the community, had a nickname, Little Bit. So she was getting into sex and things like that. Then she married a man and started to have kids with him, but she would leave for weeks at a time and wouldn't be around to raise her kids. Eventually, she got a divorce, married another man. He had a stepfather, him him being Clifton. He had a stepfather, and the stepfather was like the most prominent male figure in his life. And he kind of took care of the kids while his mom was away on these vendors, I guess. Um, and something like something that stuck stuck out to him was that his mom came home one night after like soliciting herself and getting drunk and everything like that and his stepfather had no idea who his mom was because it was dark and and everything like that and so he shot at said person think he was an intruder it was his mom she lived through that but that was a traumatizing event in his life oddly enough um, I know someone who had the same thing happen to them, that uh, it was similar. They were sleepwalking, mm-hmm. and their father shot them, or, well, almost shot them, didn't shoot them. They were sleepwalking, and their father, like, cocked their gun at them, and then, like, flipped down the light and realized it was their son. Isn't that crazy? Anyway, um, luckily, she recovered from this. But she was still an absentee mother, and then a couple years later, his little brother had an intestinal infection and died in his mom's arms, so he lost his brother at seven years old, so he had a rough childhood. After all of this had happened, his mom kind of distanced herself and didn't really want much to do with the kids, so he bumped around from house to house, um, lived with grandparents lived in friends' homes, things like that. So he never really had that constant childhood. He started to live on his own by age 14 and enrolled himself in school, knowing that that was an important part of his life that he should have. He was up in in school up until this point, or he just decided to pop in at 14? No, he was in school, but then he started to live on his own. He was like, oh, I need to be in high school now. And so he, like, made sure that he was in high school and did everything associated with that. After high school, well, in high school, he was respected and people thought he was nice and kind, but he was a little bit distant and a little bit of a loner. And after high school, he uh, wanted to be in the Army. No, he wanted to be in the Air Force. Sorry, I didn't write this down, but I remember reading it. He wanted to be in the Air Force, but it didn't work out, so he ended up being in the Marines which I thought the Marines were like hardcore and the Air Force was like mm-hmm. Air Force yeah. armchair or whatever. Yeah. What is it called? What did they say? The, the Marines are supposed to be the hardest of the military branches. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't know. Um, Fine. I didn't get in the Air Force. I guess we'll take the Marines. Yeah, whatever. I, that's the, it was a little weird. While he was in the Marines, he was regarded as an expert rifleman, so he was really talented with a firearm. In 1979, 
he was set to have his wedding day with a, a woman named, uh, no, that can't be right. I can't, I, there's no way I spelled that right. Hold on one second. Um, so I did spell his wife's name wrong. I wrote eczema because I think it was corrected. Her name was Azerma. Azerma in the 70s. Azerma Bar. So he fell in love and they were set to get married in 1979. BT Dubs. He was 22 and she was 16. Vomit. Was she an American? That doesn't sound like it. Uh, yeah. That doesn't sound like a very American Azerma? name. I think so. Uh, I didn't look into her heritage lineage um prior to the wedding clifton told his best man that he was never going to see him again deuces this married life i'm never gonna see my friends again (laughs) yeah because he said that he had the goal of getting married and that was it once he got married he didn't really care what happened after that i got married i can i can die now well yeah i guess um all of azurma's friends and family came and literally none of Clifton's family came, which is really sad. Their family just never really cared about each other, I guess, because even when his mom died, he didn't go to the funeral. There was just, like, no connection there. There was no love. There was nothing. Um, during his mani- m- manage... Marriott... <laughs> Manic. Uh... During his marriage, marriage, during his marriage, he was really strict with his wife and his kids. The kids had, like, strict uh, bedtimes. They had curfews. They couldn't go out on certain days. They had to, like, do their homework in front of the parents, et cetera, et cetera, which is fine. Like, I had all those things. Let's be real. Oh, you were the youngest. Huh? You were the youngest. How do you have all those restrictions still? I don't know. I was in. I was the oldest, so I had all the restrictions. I was in bed by nine o'clock when I was in ninth grade. And I get to watch all the as they get younger. All my siblings get younger. They're like, all right, whatever. Yeah, your sister's watching like BoJack Horseman, which is I've never seen except when she's getting her makeup done when I've been at your house, and it's sexual at, at times because Will Arnett. And I wasn't even allowed to watch like Courage the Cowardly Dog because. Spooky, scary. Well, that shit, will, that shit will fuck you up. Courage Cowardly Dog is traumatizing. I also wasn't allowed to watch Seventh Heaven because sex is a thing. Well, he also molested kids or whatever. Well, he, they, nobody knew that <laughs> at the time. Um, what else wasn't I allowed to watch? My parents didn't watch like me or my my closest sibling watching Powerpuff Girls because mostly because of him. Yeah. Him is a him is a controversial topic. I had a game called Beat Him. No. Or Cat Get Dog. Him? No. They didn't like Cat Dog for oh, some no, reason. No, 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 no. Are you kidding? My family hated Cat Dog. No way. Johnny Bravo was not cool because he was a womanizer. And, you know, that's not cool. No, he's a buff, cool man. Oh, yeah. Cool man. No, there were a lot of shows I wasn't allowed to watch as the youngest. You know what I did get as the youngest? Pie Pocket. I- well, I mean, yeah, it was that was just a generational thing. It wasn't... We had those Polly Pockets and a necklace. I was allowed to share a bed with my boyfriend first. And here's why. First time I was allowed to share a bed with my boyfriend was when 
I had my tonsils out and there was a risk of me hemorrhaging and my boyfriend had to make sure I wasn't choking on my own blood. Can't do that in your sleep though. Yes, you could. If you're choking on your own blood in your sleep and you... I don't freaking know. Anyways, there were some disconnects and my oldest sisters will argue for sure that I had leniency. And yes, I had some leniency. I still wasn't allowed to watch 7th Heaven until way later. And certainly not Bojack. Bojack Horseman? It didn't even exist. No, I know, but like that kind of thing. Or Game of Thrones. Well, what is that? My 12-year-old cousin watches Game of Thrones. That's just a generational thing now. I don't want to go watch Game of Thrones. That's great. Just watch it. Anyways, we digress. Where even were we? I don't know. Ba, 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 His ba. mom oh, died. Nobody went. His wife wore a necklace that said taken also at all times. Better if it was a tramp stamp. One neighbor said that the children were well trained. Like a dog. And his wife said that he often spoiled his kids with expensive gifts and she didn't really understand why he like neglected certain parts of their life in order to give expensive gifts to their kids. Um, partway into their marriage, his rigidity started to crumble a little bit. It all started when he had an affair and this led his wife to start to threaten for a divorce. He previously had smoked pot occasionally but after the affair and everything like that he started to smoke pot like all the time it became a really bad habit gateway drug (laughs) especially fort lauderdale florida i guess in the 70s sure and his co-workers said that the pot was the worst part that he was significantly better to be around when he had not been smoking pot um, with all these things that were happening and is unraveling throughout his life, he started to become angry and testy at work, like I said previously. And when he failed a mandatory drug test, he lost his job at the beach cleanup, which he had had for 18 years. Prior to getting fired, he had a lot of steps coming up to it. The drug test was like the last straw. But prior to that, he had started calling his co-workers Nazis. He had started throwing around racial slurs. Like motherfuckers? I don't think that's racially charged, but he had started bringing up race all the time. Calling them Nazis, white supremacists, etc. I haven't mentioned he's black. Doesn't matter to the story except now. Um, he brought up guns all the time and he was like, if I lose my job, you better believe I have a gun at home or like, I dare, I like, you can't get rid of, sorry, you can't get rid of my job. I have a gun, blah, blah, blah. He would threaten having a gun. Um, and his conversations with his coworkers, which previously had been really positive, became really fiery and charged and almost all of them involved race in some way when he got fired money became a huge problem in his family what's his wife doing you know i don't know ezerma eczema probably selling eczema medicine i don't know i don't think a lot they had a bunch of kids like three 
That's a bunch. But they started to lose money, and he didn't have any job prospects. He started becoming really paranoid. Um, I read one article that said that he even accused a dog of staring at him and being on to him. Marcus is high. Yeah, if you have too much, you know, paranoia. Um, his unravel... Allegedly. You don't smoke pot. That's illegal. I lived in Colorado. Allegedly. I'm not saying here. Anyway. Um, the unraveling associated with... TM. Unraveling TM associated with... The unraveling TM. What is that? I don't know. It sounds like... A game? Or something. Movie? Franchise? It was all we good until... now. The unraveling. The unraveling TM. Um, the unraveling that he was starting to go through at work and in his home life came to a head. He started to shout out insults and racial slurs at tourists, strangers, friends, etc. Anybody that came near him, he would shout at. His family decided to move out because they didn't have money. They weren't able to pay their bills, so they lost electricity and hot water. And his wife decided that was no life for her and the kids. So they, they moved out and left him alone. And that left him even more depressed. He just stopped eating. He was sleeping all the time. And he wanted nothing to do with life. On February 8th, he started to think about his life and how it had become how it is, how it was that day and how it led up to this just despair and lack of anything important to him. Um, and he wondered if he was even able to continue on living. Uh, so at 5 AM on February 9th, 1996, he went into his old, place of employment a beach cleanup it was a trailer and he emptied out his gun he shot six people and at the time in 1996 this was one of the more mass shootings of our country we had had mass shootings prior but this was a pretty big one what why are you scowling was columbine I wasn't saying it was the... No, I'm just wondering when Columbine was. Same decade. 1999. Oh, yeah. See? Columbine was like, whoa, the mass shooting. Yeah. And in 1996, him going in somewhere and shooting six people was huge. It was big. And the weird thing is... Have you ever heard of this? No. Exactly. Wild, right? Well, at this point, an American news cycle, there's a mass shooting. Yeah, I know. Once a day. Every other day. I know. Um, So like I said, he emptied out 10 rounds, reloaded, and then shot more. Um, He... In total, he spent 12 casings. Five of the victims that he shot died. Those were Joseph Bellotto, Kenneth Brunies, 
Tim Clifford, Donald Moon, and Mark Bretz. Leyland Brooks survived, and the only way that he survived was that he got shot twice and played dead, and so he was not continued to kill. Be kill- He was not... He was not continued to kill. <laughs> Clifton did not continue to shoot at him because he thought he was dead. Sorry. Um, well, he shot... Um, the entire time, he had a note in his pocket that was found later, and it was a suicide note. Like I said, at the end of it, he shot himself. The suicide note read, All the hope, effort, and opportunity at employment only proved to be futile after being terminated by the city of Fort Lauderdale. The economic lynching, without regard or recourse, was something very evil. Since I couldn't continue to support my family, life became nothing. Ten years after the event, Leyland Brooks died from complications from his gunshot wounds. So everybody that he shot died, including himself. Seven people died. In this trailer, on February 9th, 1996, at 5 a.m. That's it. Great upswing. <sighs> and six people dying in a mass shooting is nothing today. I mean, it's still something. Oh, it's but... something, but it's nothing. When I read a mass shooting in the newspaper, it's just like, oh, yep. I mean, that's it. To America's credit, as far as no. I know, <laughs> Just kidding. there hasn't been one recently. I'm sure there has, but I haven't been notified on my news app that there has been one. Good, great, nice. Not one this month. There probably has been, but <laughs> yeah. And the sad thing is, this nobody knows about this. Probably people in Fort Lauderdale. Oh, do, of course. But... And it this rocked. Everybody. Like, you and I were babies. But, like, this was a big deal. It was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's the story of Clifton. What was his last name? Um, Brooks. McCree? Brooks? Leyland Brooks was the last person to die. Brookins. Sorry. Brookins. Clifton McCree. All right. Um, before we pop into the final segment, just want to make a quick note. We're just going to pull back a little bit on terms of uh, episode production per month. We're probably going to cut back to uh, two times a month. It's just better for our current schedules and uh, making sure that you get good quality and we're not like rushing through stories and all that stuff just to get another one out i foresee that potentially changing in february but i know i have a lot of work deadlines prior to that so i have to meet those Mm -hmm. um things will slow down in early winter yes we just don't want to compromise on our ability to have time for you all 
Um, also our mental health, really, that's the big one. Let's be real here. Mental health is important. Take care of yourself. We will take care of ourselves and we will continue doing what we love. Let me be clear. This is like my big love in life. First Alex and then this. No, the cat. First family, then the cat, then Alex, then this. But unfortunately other things sometimes take the wheel anyway i don't want you to think that we don't love this because we do um but i think in february it'll be okay we'll see how it goes um cool that it yep you want to strange things if you got one well we were together but I think the listeners should know about this. You have me at a loss. I know, but you'll know. Well, actually, we weren't technically together, but I did tell you about it. <clears throat> um, about a month ago, a little less than a month ago, you and I were invited to a wedding in New Hampshire for my good friend Kelly, the zookeeper. Wonderful, extraordinaire. Um, so we went to New Hampshire and it was a freaking long car trip. Jesus, like eight hours. Yeah. New York is a big state. My God. So of course we're stupid and left after a part day of work and my stomach requires food frequently weirdo so i was like we gotta stop for a dinner and as a gluten-free human well there's not a lot of options in the fast food realm so i routed to a place that was along the way but it was an actual restaurant we ended up in i don't remember the name of the town new hampshire vermont vermont I don't know the name of the town, Vermont. And we went to this restaurant called the Copper Grouse. Mm-hmm. So now we've pinpointed where we were. If you, want, if you feel so inclined. Yeah, Google if you want. I, based on the internet, thought it was just, just a brew pub. Well, no. It was a brew pub in one of the shamanciest hotels we had, I had ever seen. Like, schmancy, schmancy. Still good food. Really gluten-friendly. Gave huge pours of, like, 11% cider, which was dope. Still haven't been able to find that cider. But we're here in this, like, schmancy hotel where, like, the check came with a postcard because you want to send your family love letters. By the way, I sent my mom one and my dad one, and my dad never got his. Sad. So I'm on my way to the ladies' room to powder my nose. So what do you call it? I don't know. Sure. And I pass by these three people. Two of them are like wearing ascots and fancy and nice suits. And this woman is all decked out with her jewelry. Well, you don't wear an you don't wear an ascot if you're wearing a suit. Whatever, like a like a cloth. A handkerchief, pocket square. 
Yeah. And that's how it would be like with like a smoking jacket. Okay, the cloth that goes on your breast. Pocket is, square. Okay. A pocket square. And I'm walking to the ladies' room. First of all, I hoped it would be the best ladies' room I've ever been in. And it was clean, but it's not the best one. But he goes, well, he doesn't clear his throat. But I'm clearing my throat to be his voice. Oh, I heard you sold one of your companies. And now you're only the CEO of one of them. And he was like, yes, I, uh, I didn't want that company anymore. So I sold it. And I was just like, Jesus fucking Christ, where the hell are we? And, mind you, I had to, like, take my baseball cap off at the table, and I have not showered at this point. I look like a ragamuffin. I think I was wearing leggings in this Patagonia, and I looked like I had just rolled out of who even knows where. Vermont, what do you want? And that's what I thought, except everyone was so beautiful, and everyone was so clean and fresh, and this guy had just sold one of his companies, and I hadn't sold one of my companies. I don't even have a company. Yeah, but for all you know, he was just selling gum he found on, oh, under a table. please. He had a pocket square. He had an ascot for another smoking jacket, I assure you. Everyone was so fancy. and Everyone had been golfing or everyone was ready to go out to the country club or something like that. And I have never felt so out of place. And here I am writing these postcards that probably nobody uses. And you had this huge Sharpie in your pocket. And I'm like Sharpieing at the table with my baseball cap on backwards. It was a good experience. I loved it. The server was nice. I think she knew we were ragamuffins, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sold one of my companies. Sorry. Now I'm only the CEO of one. Or more. Um, so with that? Go sell a company. And with that make, money, make a company, then sell a company. Sell a company. And with that money, you head on over to patreon.com slash sad tales podcast. You do that. And you buy one of those things you on that. Sign up for a level. You get that supernatural tales. You get that postcard for Christmas. You get our love, our undying love. And after that, head on over to Instagram. Or Twitter or Facebook. At Sad Tales Podcast. And you can find us there when you follow, like, follow again. I think that's what Twitter does. Um, and if you feel so inclined, you can send us things you've overheard at saddellspodcast at gmail.com. Um, and then leave us a review. iTunes. Please. A positive one, hopefully. Other than that. Tell a friend. Or a foe. Or anyone you know.